Good morning everybody, it is Tuesday 30th of March and coming to you today from our new suburban office. We've moved out of St Kilda Road. We are surrounded by lifestyle assets from gyms to golf courses as well as restaurants and the commute has dropped from half an hour to five minutes and most of the team work Bayside so I'm sure many others will follow from the CBD to the Burbs. Apologies to the CBD. Right, a bit of a ho-hum day today. It started out rather well. The market was up 37 to start with. The futures this morning were up 44 on the back of Wall Street, up 98, and the S&P hit a new high in the last few days. But we've sort of lost it today a little bit, down 12 now, as the banks, which were mostly up earlier on, have faded away a little bit. NAB down 1%, and BHP and Rio down 1% and 2%, so all a bit dull. A little bit better in the tech space. We've got zero up 3.6% realestate.com up 2.7% just bought mortgage choice which ripped up from a dollar 15 to now a dollar 91 and mixed recommendations for REA after that move iron ore price up 3.9% overnight although it has done hasn't done BHP and Rio much good interest rates keep going up you might have seen what well, you can see it in the strategy piece today 10-year bond yield back over 1.7% there is this relentless rise in interest rates going on we don't seem to be worrying about it too much at the moment and the nasdaq is still in uptrend but it has moved from top to bottom of the range you wouldn't want it to break this uptrend support line or bottom of the trading range that it's got to that might tingle a few technical sell signals rising interest rates at some point could be the catalyst for a correction but not today it seems a few little bullet points today a four trillion dollar stimulus bill which is still expected in the US and to be led by infrastructure spending looks to be matched with a $3 trillion tax bill. A few of the REITs and infrastructure stocks have gone ex-dividend today, end of the quarter. The CDC in the US have confirmed that the Pfizer and Moderna coronavirus vaccines are 90% effective after two doses in real life conditions. I saw down our local pathologist center a queue of people outside getting their vaccines at the weekend in a an episode with overtones of the global financial crisis you probably read about the Archegos have I spelt this right have I pronounced this right Archegos capital management hedge fund in the US has been forced to liquidate positions 20 billion dollars worth of positions although it's still going on it might be 30 billion and they've been forced to inject cash and what's happened they've had a leverage swap position in Viacom CBS, which failed to raise $3 billion and the share price fell, creating leverage losses for the hedge fund. And suddenly they're having to sell everything they can to cover those losses. Turns out they've got significantly leveraged positions in a number of stocks like Viacom, which is down 55%, and Discovery down 55% in the US. It was down 27% on Friday. And some Chinese internet stocks, Baidu, Tencent, also involved. And the banks that stand behind the swaps, Nomura down 17%, Credit Suisse down 17%, Morgan Stanley only down a couple of percent. They say that most of their positions have already been sold. And suddenly you've got a sort of GFC style event with derivatives, leverage, tightening credit markets, margin calls, liquidity issues, hidden exposures. I'm sure it's going to be 
be fine in the end. And this is almost certainly a buying opportunity in these stocks that have fallen over because these liquid these liquidity events, which are not fundamental, so the fundamentals of Viacom have not been changed by a shareholder having to sell a large position. So these sort of liquidity events tend to reverse if there's no fundamental impact. Slightly more fundamental for the likes of Nomura and Credit Suisse, who presumably have taken actual losses on their swap positions. Hard to know, but you might expect some bounce back from this. It looks short-term stuff. But it is quite amazing as a man in the moon to look at a stock like Viacom, which has gone from $40 to $100 this year alone, suddenly back to $45. And Discovery, which is up from $35 to $80 this year alone, back to $41. A stock market is an interesting place, isn't it, when this sort of volatility is around? Anyway, I'm sure we will survive. Otherwise, highlighting today, Morgan Stanley up their recommendation in Telstra. Telstra is separating into three operating companies and share price up 14% from the low in December. It's a slow moving stock. The average broker target price is 9.4% above the current share price. Morgan Stanley have upgraded to overweight from underweight and their target price is up from $3 to $4, which is 15% above the current share price. But I've put in today a chart of Telstra. We look at all the charts of the major stocks relative to the market as a fund manager you're interested in the performance relative to the market and Telstra since 2016 has been a consistent underperformer and there are just signs that its relative performance might be turning so you can tell from Morgan Stanley's recommendation which is not a buy or a sell it's a overweight recommendation up from underweight that it's targeted not at retail investors it's targeted at institutional investors and it is a relative call so just a bit of education there about how brokers work. They will get their biggest orders in Telstra, not from income-hungry retirees. They will get them from institutional investors, that is to say, big fund managers, who take the message from Morgan Stanley that, oh yes, we probably should be at least neutral weight or overweight if Telstra is going to outperform. And that's the call that they're making. Anyway, interesting to look at that relative chart. As an institutional broker, that's all we used to look at because all our clients were fund managers, with relative performance, we didn't really look at a price chart. It was all a question of whether things were outperforming or underperforming. And to give you a, an interesting story on that, I remember at Christmas one year, we'd invited a fund manager from National Mutual. Oh, I shouldn't tell you the fund manager's name. And he was the gold analyst. And gold had had a terrible year. And just before our lunch, he had gone into his salary review for the year. And he was a year out of the industry. He'd been a geologist, a year out of the industry running the gold stocks at National Mutual. And he'd done nothing but lose money all year. And he got into his job interview and they paid him this huge bonus because although he'd lost millions, he'd outperformed the market. And that was all their institutional clients cared about, that he had helped his clients or their clients outperform a falling market. His basic recommendation as a smart geologist had been, don't buy gold. 
<laughs> so he'd lost them less money than the market and got paid a bonus. So we had a very happy lunch on the back of that. But it does show you that there is a whole different industry playing the stock market game alongside you, which cares about relative performance and cares about the sort of chart I've put in the strategy piece today, which is this share price chart of Telstra relative to the market, which looks like it's bottoming. And I can see that if I was an institutional broker trying to get an order, it would be quite a good time to ring a fund manager and say, look, Telstra's bottoming about time you went at least neutral waiting. Right, a couple of other little things with an absence of things to talk about today. I've done the RSI buy signals and sell signals. A buy signal on Rio, really good little chart there showing a short-term buy signal. And on the travel stocks, short-term sell signals on Flight Center and Webjet, also Net Wealth, which we hold, and Hub24. It seems those platform, financial platform stocks have come off top. Obviously, Net Wealth had some disappointing results the other day. Other quick items. Job keepers come to an end. Suggestions that 150,000 people will now lose their jobs. That'll turn up in the April jobs numbers, which will be released in May. We've got jobs numbers, I think, this week. And a great quote of the day today. Have a look at that. I'll, I'll read it to you. It's from a Scottish poet who wrote Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. And the quote goes, Men, it has been well said, think in herds. It will be seen that they go mad in herds, while they only recover their senses slowly and one by one. I mentioned that on the radio this morning and Virginia Trioli said, The equivalent quote out of Men in Black is, A person is smart, but people are dumb. That's about that. Any motorcyclists out there? I've just booked into the BMW Enduro Safari in the outback of August. If you ride a BMW, you might like to come and join me. Right, that's about that. Market's still sliding away. We've now lost 60 points from the top, up 37 to down 23. Dow futures down 21. Let's see if this hedge fund sell-off develops into something. Maybe that's what's spooking the market. Right, you have a fabulous day. I will continue to screw televisions into the wall and empty boxes in our new office. I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 